Hello, Freedom Fighters. Awesome stuff. Beverage of choice. I've got my lovely little cash, is, cash flow is king. Oh, what's in it, Linda? Uh, I'm happy to say it's cup of tea today, darlings. Cup, cup of, of tea, tea today. today. <laughs> I'm a tea problem. If you are watching live, type in hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, type in hashtag replay, just so we know if you're watching live or not. Okay, topic tonight. Seven ways to buy a rental property with no cash deposit. Fantastic. Love it, love it, love it. This is what do you do? What do you do? It's hard to say. Such a great topic um, because so many people kind of write themselves off if they just don't have cash that they can't invest in properties. And we know as coaches ourselves that we've seen so many people start without a cash deposit. So happy days. Let's get creative. All right. And even these days, it's so, so hard. Um, We come across so many people, it's so hard to save. And quite often you have zero dollars or very little inside your savings account because it's just gone week to week, paycheck to paycheck. So what do you do in that case? How are you ever going to get out of that cycle? Let's try another way. Correct. First off, we are going to talk about superannuation. Super, super, super duper. So... Look, so these days, look, these days it's, you know, you need at least around $150,000 in super to get an investment property in your super. And you so might be using something called what's called a self-managed super fund, which you would set up and then inside that super fund you would purchase a property and then the, the super fund actually owns that property. Now, $150,000, you say, some people do not have that. The good thing is there's another way we can combine our super. That's right. And that's that's called a JV, guys, a joint venture. So it's not unrealistic that um, you can do it with a friend, a colleague, uh, a partner. Well, tell us about yourself, Belinda, if you were looking into yeah. doing something like that. Absolutely. I'm, um, I'm on, the, on the start of, you know, with my best friend doing you know, we spoke to each other and said, how much money do you have in your super? Now, I only, I only got about 70, 75,000. So that's not quite enough for me to do it myself. But if I've got a friend who's got that other amount, boom, we can do it together. And you the beautiful thing is, yeah, exactly. So, look, that super, there's no way it's going to be going to make any more money for me over the next 10 years. But if I put a property into it, I could turn a property into you know, 1.2, 1.3 million. Not a bad option to have in 10 years' time. Exactly. And the other good thing about superannuation, it doesn't affect your day-to-day living. It's not going to affect your pocket. So when you go to work, your work contributes to your superannuation. You, you know, that property that you sit inside the super, depending on your age, will sit there for 10, 20, 30, some cases, 40 years, depending on how early you get into it. Yep. Now, doubling that property every X amount of years, there's more and more options inside that super fund once you have that property in there. And that property will pay itself off to nothing and you will own that property. Beautiful exactly. thing about superannuation, what happens when you get to retirement and you've built a property portfolio um, outside of your super, for instance, you can sell that property and there's no side effects in selling that property the same as there is outside of super zero dollars and you can use it as an extra cash injection into your into your life or you can use it as an extra income yep 
And usually it comes with a zero capital gains tax because obviously it's in your super. Happy days. Absolutely. Look, the next you know, one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Okay. We're going with equity now. So equity. What is equity? Let's talk about what is equity, Linda? So let's give an example. Let's say you bought a property. It's your family home and you've been living in that property. And let's say you paid, let's say two years ago, you bought a property for 500000 and in two years' time, you get it revalued and you realise now it's worth 700 So the reality there is you've got $200,000 of equity sitting there. Now, realistically, that's like, you know, that's like having a teenager. You go to work all day coming home and there's 200000 your teenager sitting on the couch, eating your food, playing Nintendo and not paying rent. So, guys, this is a really good opportunity to start getting your equity working for you and building up your portfolio. So that's the whole idea of equity. So in that yeah. case, that person would have $200,000 of equity. Now, you don't have to use all of it. You can play it very conservative, which is the way that we like to play it. Play it yeah. conservative and maybe only use 100K of that and look at a property that obviously is in your borrowing capacity. Equity so, is by far the way that we that you can leverage from one property to another and grow your portfolio much faster than you could if you tried to save a deposit for every single one. Absolutely. And guys, while you're watching this, if there's any questions, please pop them into the chat. And yeah. what we'll do is we'll keep an eye on them and obviously if they're relevant to the topic and we're talking about these seven ways, we'll, we'll nut them out and we'll get back to them straight away. And I'd love to hear how many different ways you've tried. Have you tried superannuation? Have you put property into super? Have you tried equity? Well, let's go with the next topic for Linda. We're going on to joint ventures. JVs. Well, look, JVs. I'm doing super, but obviously there's other ways to do joint ventures. Like let's talk about the fact that, you know, it might end up that you're earning good money at the moment and paying a lot of tax. Let's say you're earning, you know, over eighty to $100,000 a year. However, you've got no deposit, but then your brother, sister, friend, relative, next door neighbour, they don't really have the income, but they're sitting on a property with equity. Absolutely. So guess what? Let's join up. Let's JV it. Let's join. Now, joint ventures, they can be done in so many different ways. And obviously there's a lot of legalities and stuff that comes into it when we're talking about joint ventures. But the other thing to keep in mind, you want to do it with someone you trust. You want to both sign a legal document that you would both agree to. There's so many different ways that you can do them. And that's agreement between two people, three people, however many people are going into that yep. property. Typically speaking, you hear a lot of families doing it, joint ventures and things like that. But the easiest, most simple legal way to do a joint venture is 50-50. You've got half an income, they've got half an income, you've got a whole income together. They've got half a deposit, you've got half a deposit. That's the most simplified way. However, they don't always work out that way. So someone's just written in, uh, let's JB it. <laughs> Absolutely. That? I'm not sure. It just said Facebook user, so I don't know who it is. But um, oh, Okay, write your name next to it. <laughs> I wonder if that's Michelle. <laughs> so, guys, so, yep, JVs are really good and what a great way to get started. Obviously, the biggest scare factor is, oh, I'm doing it with some, I'm not doing it with a husband or wife or whatever. It's If it's done right and you've got all the paperwork right, it's yep. actually a really amazing way to get started in the market. So happy days. It's just a convert starts with, all starts with that conversation. 
absolutely 100% for that conversation yeah all right Perfect. all right the next way guarantor cash now we've got two types of guarantor we've got guarantor cash and guarantor income yep okay so let's start with guarantor cash so okay. that that means do you want to take this one and i'll take the next one yeah, sure. Okay, so if you've got a family member or friend or someone with available cash sitting inside their property that they're not currently using, they can act as a guarantor for you to get a loan for your next property. So let's say uh, your parents have a property valued at 700000 They don't owe anything on it. Quite typically, this is the most common case. They are not planning on purchasing any properties. However, they are willing to help you out. You don't have a deposit currently, but you do have an income. Now, they will guarantor you for your next property. Usually, when you go guarantor for a property, um, you can use it as equity or you can use it as, hey, they're guaranteeing that they have that amount of money inside their property. However, you that will link your properties. You want to unlink those properties. You want to remove them as guarantor as quickly as possible. How's that done? Basically, you want to wait until that property goes up enough in value that then you can um, release them as guarantor, then that property is solely yours on your own and you can keep going forward from there. Yep, Typically, fantastic. what, around 18, 12 to 18 months, usually you can release them as guarantor if you buy the right type of property. That's it, absolutely. So that's guarantor with cash, guarantor with equity. You might as well Guarantor income. income, guarantor income. Oh, guarantor income, sorry. It's kind of what, like what you were talking about before with the income side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Someone's just written, um, if you do a JV, how does that work with tax? wonder if we can bring this up. Are you able to bring this up or can I bring these up? It doesn't look like I can. What's that? Bring up these questions. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, all right. Let's see this. Um, I, I was just looking for that question. You said, so someone said... Uh, okay, if you JV, how does it work with tax? Here we go. I can bring it up now. There we go. So how does it work with tax? So that depends, right? So that depends on how you've got it set up. If you're 50-50 and you both own that, you're both owners in that property, then you would 50% own that property. Am I right, Belinda? That's correct. Absolutely. You get 50% tax as well. So you own half the property, you've got half the income. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Um, let's keep going. Um, someone just wrote, can't wait for Bali. Happy days. We love that. Awesome stuff. Um, and hi, Susan, Andy G and Adam Bella. Thank you for watching. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Hi, Adam. <laughs> okay. Do guarantors need to have equity within Australia? Um, so do guarantors need to have, sorry, my, my. I'll just let you know, guys, my restream at the moment is running really slow. So. Oh, okay. So do guarantors need to have equity within Australia? Preferably, oh, yes, if they have equity in another country, then the only way that you could utilise that is if they were to pull it out as cash into their account and then yeah. transfer it to you as a cash deposit. Yeah, so um, ideally, to answer that question, yes, they do need to be in Australia. Absolutely. Yeah, preferably um, that would be the easiest way. <laughs> here we go. We've got another uh, question popped up here. JV is different to partnership for tax purpose. 
Yes. Royal partnerships. Yeah, look, I mean. partnerships for I, tax purposes. Correct. I was assuming he's meant to write that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that I think Darren was jumping in and helping us with the uh, the last question regarding how does the tax stuff work? Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> okay, someone's just written. If you have the equity to invest but not the income, can you invest with what the right income? Okay, and if you have the equity to invest but not the income, can you invest? Yeah. Okay, so if you have the equity inside your property, but your income is sitting really low, that's the guarantor income. So you would need someone to guarantor you in terms of income. So you've got some a friend that you know that's earning say 80,000 or $100,000 a year, they will go guarantor for you on the loan to say, hey, you can get this property now because you are seen to have more income. Absolutely. Someone's just written, yes, Ireland. So I think that's in regards to do the guarantors have to have equity within Australia, somewhere in Ireland. I'm not sure about that, but um, that's like I said, I, I believe you would have to withdraw it as someone else can correct me, but I would believe you'd have to withdraw it as cash. Yep. That's and then right. transfer it to an Australian you'd have account. To have, if it was Ireland, um, you'd have to get the money out through Ireland and then give it to Australia. That would yep. be probably it. That's and then the dollars converted. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. What number are we on? Because we're going to run out of time and we've got to go. Oh, <laughs> we've got one more here. Okay, so if you have equity to invest, okay, we've got that one. We've covered that. All right, so the next one we're looking at is toys. We're going to sell some toys. toys. Ah. So what do we mean by toys? Jet skis. Jet skis. Um, you know, yeah, We have an example and a case study on this one. Do you remember his name? Linda. Um, yes, it was one of our members. Um, mm. Oh my God, I'm just. He didn't have any deposit. He was a truck driver from memory. Yes, uh, but he did have toys. That's right. He had a couple of jet skis, and then he had a car as well. He had two cars, and the other car was just sitting there, and it wasn't doing anything. So um, yeah, so the whole idea was um, he ended up selling a lot of that stuff to help make up a deposit. And then that property, and then he bought a property, but then that property went through the roof, then he got more properties, and if he wanted to, he's now got the money to go back and buy those toys again, if he wanted to. So happy days. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. If you're willing to do what it takes, you'll make it happen no matter what. And I know a lot of people that are sitting on that line of going, I don't know what to do, there's no way in. If anything start in your superannuation because that's not going to affect your pocket. Correct. You have to try budgeting systems. You're going to have to work extra hard for that first property. The hardest possible way you can do it is cash. If you can yeah. save cash, you're doing really well because a lot of Australians find it really hard to save cash. That's if you right. can find another way, even better. Absolutely. Someone's just put a really good question. Yeah. Um, any minimum threshold requirements for investing in with super? Can we put that one in? And what's the risk involved? Well, look, the minimum requirements is usually about 150 here in Australia. Now, yeah. what's the risk involved? Look, I think that, I mean, look, obviously the risk would be the not risk. using that. Super's sitting there doing nothing. It's not going to do anything. Most of the time. Yeah, that's one risk. Uh, one risk, if you want to look at it in terms of getting property, if you go through the wrong, the wrong field, the wrong people with the wrong team and you buy and the wrong property. The wrong property. I was just about to say if it's the wrong property because if you end up with a property that's in the wrong area at the wrong time for the wrong pricing, so the reality is, is 
you're not going to get the growth and that property is actually not going to sit there and pay itself off. I have seen people come into this program doing exactly that and they did um, get property and they were looking at purchasing a property also in their superannuation, but it was a high-rise building in the middle of the city, you know, 140 units inside it and I convinced them not to do it the reason for that is you purchase it there's no guarantees that property is going to go up in value what kind of research has been done there? you've got 140 units that need to be rented out at the same time in that same building no guarantees it's going to be yours if that super if that property does not go up in value there is no point putting it inside your super fund yeah exactly I we've also had members that have joined our program because they've had to start again because they got the wrong property. It ended up losing money. They ended up selling it and losing most of their super dollars because they didn't do it properly. So there, there's the risk. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're getting a property in your name or you're getting a property in your super, you need to do the due diligence. You need to make sure you're educated. You need to make sure you tick all the boxes of that property. Is it the right you know, financial fit? Have you bought in the top 100 suburbs? I mean, there's there's up to 21 points of due diligence that you have to go through and you've got to do it before you buy the property. No point after, too late. So it doesn't matter if you're buying a property in your name or buying a property in your super. You've got to make sure you do the process properly, 100%. Absolutely. I am going to tell you, just leaving it on this note, because I know we have to get going to our bigger group, Belinda. If you are looking for all the different options, ways into the market, we do have a Freedom Through Property Challenge that we run this next month coming up. Yeah, guys. Next month. If you want to sit in the driver's seat and, and actually go through the process of all the steps of becoming an investor without buying a property, so have a whole test drive, it's our 14-day challenge. Really super important. It's possibly the best education. Remember, a lot of this stuff, they don't teach in schools. There's no degree on this stuff. So by doing our 14-day challenge is an absolute fantastic way to get started. Um, I have just two, posted the link in the channel, so make sure that you have a look for that link. But So there is a link. link. Make sure you do that, which is fantastic. Number two is if you want to chat to myself or Stacey, I suggest you put hashtag wealth for wealth call. Absolutely. And one of our lovely team will reach out to you guys and um, they will definitely, someone's just written 14 day, got me going. Yes, absolutely. Guys, can I tell you some of my best members who are now on their second, third, fourth property, they started the 14 day challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. Just had someone I'll group, help you run it. I'll help you run through it. So if you've got any questions about that challenge whilst you're going through it, I'll be there to help you and answer any questions. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. We better get going. Our big group has started now, so we're going to go across right. to our main members and we will love you and leave you. That's it. Hey, it was lovely to see you. Thanks for being a part of our Thursday night and um, I hope to see some of your lovely faces in the fa in the 14-day challenge. If not, hashtag wealth. We'll see you there. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Stacey. Legend. Ciao, ciao.